second piece is based on the poem, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night, written by Dylan Thomas, and it's in honor of my maternal grandparents. Blind eyes 
The uh, next piece we're doing of this is a poem based on a poem by William Ernest Henley. It's called Invictus. Uh, many people are famous, uh, familiar with the poem because it became the basis uh, for a movie featuring uh, Morgan Freeman. And uh, I've asked Terry McLaughlin to come forward and sing this for us. This is for my sister, Julia. writing this, most of the really, uh, poets you've been listening to right now are all poets that, whose work is now in the public domain. But I've worked quite a bit with poets that are living or recently passed away or uh, have estates that uh, are still under copyright. I was very fortunate this last year to have the opportunity to work with a poet 
who lives not only in San Francisco, but is very comfortable working with songwriters. Her name is jo Joan Gelfin, and she wrote an absolutely wonderful, delightful piece about going from being uh, jaded into accepting the fact that life is just wonderful. And I'd like to bring back Jesse Barrett to sing this song for us. It's called Cafe, and I hope that Joan is watching tonight. She was an absolute delight to work with on this piece. while he was in the trenches during World War I. He died a year later. This is a piece he wrote about that fear of dying and the acceptance of it, the love of it, the love of knowing that life and death are all part of a bigger cycle. I've asked Sam Bronfield to sing these for us. Sam, come on up.
Except the love of death, except the love of death, if love it be towards what is perfect and not, the tempest tells me challenge for me. It was the first time ever in my entire life I've written an entire song with no accidentals. And so it's, it's not something that I'm prone to doing at all. I love a lot of accidentals, but I decided to give myself the task of that. I also want to mention that song was uh, in honor of my old friend Jane Catherine Shaw, a puppeteer in New York. The song before that was in honor of my friend Nick Hodges. So uh, the first of the uh, songs to ex-lovers. And this one is for uh, my ex-lover, uh, Kelly Marsh. And uh, I was asked 
Terry McLaughlin to come up and sing it. It's called The Passionate Shepherd to His Love. It's based on a poem by Christopher Marlowe. And every time that Terry and I, by the way, um, during the course of it, these are songs I've never heard live because we've been rehearsing via Zoom. It is an absolute pleasure to hear your music sung live. I will never forget this experience. Um, this, uh, every time we've rehearsed this on Zoom, I say, well, someone's going to get laid. <laughs> Thy mind may move, then live with 
someone's birthday, uh, making clear to them that they, they were an absolutely wonderful human being, an, an admirable human being, and I'm dedicating this to uh, my first choral teacher in high school, Mr. Miller. So uh, this is Felix Antonius.
in progress, things that I've been working on the, the last two weeks, and uh, they're not your typical pieces. Um, first off, I need to say I don't have permission yet to do these. That's one of the things that goes on uh, during COVID. A lot of the offices of you know, literary agents and uh, universities where poets work are all closed right now. So I've got a lot of emails and, and letters that have gone out saying I'd like to get permission. It's a very normal routine you follow. You, you sign up and get permission. And, uh, promise that you'll only do the material in the United States and you won't record it without them knowing and they get half of everything, blah, blah, blah. It's a very typical routine. But during COVID, there is no typical. And so I don't yet have permission for these. And because of that, I did not put these um, lyrics, these the poems, on the uh, website that you've been reading for the program. I'm doing this, and if they were to be ceased and desist, I would have no problem with that. But I'm going to go ahead in good faith. This first piece is called Going. Oh, 
muffin. You've been saving your savor since the stop off at noon. song called Block City. It's based on the poem of the same name by Robert Louis Stevenson, and it's a wonderful poem written to a child about the creative things they can do and they never get punished for being creative. This goes out to my nephew, Daniel, who is one of the most creative children I ever saw, and became a tinker of cars now, a serious <coughs> tinker of cars. This song is especially about him.
bear it. <laughs> this next song is also based on a poem by a local San Francisco uh, poet named Pan Benjamin. She wrote an absolutely lovely piece for the Poets 11 series. It's called Lot's Wife. This is fun. <clears throat> this goes out to Megan Lynch.
with the half-life of a memory that never was. Jesse Berry. We are now coming to the end of the program with the last couple of songs. I would like to bring up here Mr. Sam Bronfield. We're going to be singing uh, a song called If I Were Loved As I Desired To Be. It was originally written as a poem by Alfred Moore Tennyson uh, in 1867, and it was originally titled, Oh, Were I Loved As I Desired To Be. Long way it got changed. Uh, this one goes out to Wayne Smith and Ephraim.
Another song that I've never heard live because I wrote it during the pandemic and uh, we rehearsed all of this on Zoom. Such a pleasure to hear it live. It's also one of those songs when I was trying to explain this to my siblings who, um, uh, I, was the, I was the one, my parents both are musicians, but um, my siblings aren't. And when I tried to explain that song to them, I said, well, it's like this. <laughs> so I was trying to say it's one of those songs that's incredibly melodramatic and in the time it wasn't. Um, this is, uh, <clears throat> Bringing to an end, this is the last song I'm going to ask Sam to do, and then I'm going to do one after this. When I was a, uh, I started playing piano when I was in uh, fourth grade, which is nine years old. And then, uh, by the time I was 16, I started taking voice lessons. And I was uh, proficient enough of a piano player by that point to accompany myself. And I'm not, you know, reading classical music. And they give you all the traditional stuff when you're first taking, they give you all that, uh, those kind of art songs. And I was given one art song to sing that when I played the piano for it, I had never played something that wasn't just block chords for a singer. It was a song called um, Now Sleeps the Crimson Petal, Now the White. If I remember correctly, it was written by Roger Quilter. And that song forever changed my life because I realized that the piano could be, and with a singer, could be this, the, the landscape. You could provide a, a visual that is not there. It doesn't merely have to support the singer. You can create much more information. Um, and that's where I realized what I was trying to do. And I also find that I'm drawn to Rayfon Williams. And uh, this next song I wrote to be as much like Rayfon Williams as I possibly could. It's, ba it's uh, based on a poem by Louis McNeese. It's called The Sunlight in the Garden. This is for my old friend Jeff Powell. And I've never heard this one done live either. This will be a treat. Minute. We 
Sackville, Sackville West, who was the lover of uh, Virginia Woolf. And uh, this is probably one of the most passionate lesbian love songs I've, uh, love poems I've read in a long time. Subtle, really subtle, but oh my God, rich. And this goes out to uh, Freddie Angeles. Thank you. 
Thank you all very much for joining us tonight. I'd like to bring up my singers once more. You all come up here with your mask on. We'll take a quick bow. This is Sam Bronfeld, Terry McLaughlin, and Jesse Berry. Thank you all very much for joining us. Have a great Sunday. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! No, it's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman! Hey! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Oh my god, I love that theme song. Oh, and article. Do, do, do. What's the next song off that album? Ice Ages Higher. Oh my god, Carl, what a beautiful theme song. Welcome to L-W-A-T-L-F-L-M-O-Y, whatever the song says. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch the full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Bravo, Carl. <laughs> right. Isn't this strange? That's how it always starts off that album. Uh, you know, Carl, what a beautiful the theme song. Of that, like, da- the dance mix, you know? It was the flip side. Oh, yeah. Oh, the twelve inch of safety dance where it's like S S S S S Ticka ticka. Extra they put in an extra drum machine in there to make it twelve inches. Ladies and gentlemen, we are really excited and we're very old, but we are Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We watch a full length movie on YouTube. Let us. So we want you to go to YouTube and listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time with us. We stream first on Mutiny Radio on Sunday, Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can get our podcast by our crazy acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we also have a YouTube channel. Carl, what is the movie today? Uh, today we're watching Ski Party 1965. So you go to your YouTube search and, I don't know, you can put in Ski Party 1965. You'll have to scroll down like two or three. But maybe if you just put in Ski Party, the channel we like is called Movie Time. Our good friends at Movie Time, which I'm going to subscribe to right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. So it's just Key Party. This is Movie Time. They have uh, – this is recorded off of terrestrial television, as it were. So we uh, have commercials and all. So we have a runtime of 159.57. So without further ado, we are not even going to wake them up. But let's get Paul Brumbaugh's Brumbot out here to do the countdown, the robotic king of countdowns. Will you please give it up for the Paul Brumbot? <laughs> All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, 
what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. All right. I'm excited to watch this TV. And this Leo is lying right here, baby. Maybe I'm drunk, Carl, but that lion, that's a beautiful lion. Hey, we're going ski partying, ski, ski party. Right. You know the theme song? The beach. Everybody ski party. Yeah, the beach is nowhere to be found. Ski party, ski, ski party. American International. Yeah, our Samuel Z. Arkoff fellow. Right. And not Jack Nicholson, James H. Nicholson. Perfect, exactly right. And Frankie Avalon, so you already know what kind of movie it's going to be. You know what to expect when you see that name. I don't see Annette Funicello's name second. I mean, I see Dwayne Hickman. She has a cameo. Oh, do they do a double take and they're like, what? By the way, you're going to see it like jerking and like, you know, it's not your local YouTube. So... Don't think you're oh. – it stutters. It's cool. It, they recorded it off of a cable. Well, yeah. I got it because I was adjusting my YouTube antenna to try to get a better reception. <laughs> I could just stop – I've been putting tinfoil on the YouTube antenna. The Hondels sing – the girls in the background. Are they singing this? And James Brown. James Brown, and he does I Feel Good. That's his song in this. Does he do any? And Leslie, and Leslie Gore, who I hope does. Uh, oh, I know from the trailer, she does uh, Sunshine and Lollipops. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you know there's at least those two moments we can enjoy. Look at them. They're night skiing. Night skiing, bunch of pricks. <laughs> Going to run over gophers in the dark. Ski blanket bingo. Well, have you ever seen Beach Blanket Bimbo? Uh, bingo with uh, Frankie Avalon? I might have. Great. I've seen some beach movies with Annette Funicello and, and uh, Frankie, but I don't know which ones they were. This one has uh, Don Rickles, and he, in the middle of the movie, does a stand-up routine, and he starts flagging on Frankie. How old are you? How old are you have to be in these movies, Frankie? Like, he just breaks character <laughs> and just rips into Frankie Avalon. It's really funny. Now, it's here's Annette Funicello. Oh, Fun Without Sex. You right. read that book. She, what oh, she's, she's, a, she's Professor Sonia Roberts, and what she's saying is that boys' sexual peak is 17, 18 years old, and women's sexual peak is like 35, so this can cause a problem. And now Frankie's talking to his friend uh, uh, Craig, who's Dwayne right. Hickman, and he's yeah. saying, we got to find a 35-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. Cut to the chase. They should go to Cougar Town. That's right. Now here's Freddie, and Freddie gets all the girls, and they're like, what has he got that we don't got? How does he do it? His balls are dangling from his tennis shorts. <laughs> That's his secret talc. Now you know Frankie Ar you tap those babies? He's, um Todd Armstrong here, but do you know Dwayne Hickman? The name rings a bell. Like, I, I, I don't know who he is, though. Mm -hmm. Well, he's like super before our time of course all of these guys are but there was something called the bob cummings show and he was the title character 
And there was the many loves of Dobie Gillis, also a 60s TV show. He's the brother of child actor Daryl Hickman. I don't know, but that doesn't mean anything to me. And Dobie Gillis is probably the closest. Yeah, Dobie Gillis is probably how we know him. But he was a TV executive at CBS for many years. Uh, uh, Dwayne Hickman is his name. So do we need to do a tally of bikini shots and bare feet shots? Are we doing a bare feet meter like we did for Grindhouse? There are they are that true? They are going on a ski trip and the bikinis well actually no, there will be bikinis on the okay. ski trip. That's I don't know that bikinis. we have to do a count bikinis but you will see bikinis. All right. Well here's something for the ladies. Over their tracksuits. You won't see foot shots. This isn't a Tarantino film. I just saw like a bunch of like bathing beauties hop into a uh, topless convertible. That was Freddie again, and they're yeah. like, "How does he do it?" And they're trying to figure it out. Well, see, Freddie goes for the seventeen-year-olds. He should go for the thirty-five-year-olds. Yep, exactly right. But Freddie doesn't do that. Okay, now it's our date. Uh... We're at the drive-in with our uh, heroines and heroes all together, a double date. Linda and Barbara. Oh, how meta. Mm -hmm. Are they watching a movie of us talking to them, talking about them? There's an Italian lady on the screen. (laughs) Well, she's a famous voiceover actress and she uh, died at 100 years old. And uh, she's being this Italian lady, it's pretty funny. I think we're oh, not. They're making fun of the. Yeah. Well, listen, Carl. I would rather riff on them riffing than watching them riff on the movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's so. Why would they riff on a yeah. movie? Why would they riff on the movie? It's so. That's not entertainment. You ever see YouTube taking... on our YouTube channel? There's comments. Stop talking. What's the point, guys? <laughs> yeah. What is the point? You know, it's pop culture appropriation, retextualizing our popular media landscape into creating new art forms. Right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're taking entertainment and remixing it, as it were. It's a heck of I got to pop it in this bucket. (laughs) (laughs) No, but somebody goes to YouTube and they search for a movie that they want to see that, you know, that we've covered. And they find our link and they see the intro and everything. And they wait all that time, and the movie starts with the countdown, and then we don't shut up. And they get very frustrated. Right. Well, what we're going to do is just, like, kick back and be like, hey, guys. Here's... Well, I guess that's true. You're on YouTube, and you're like, well, these guys uploaded a movie, and they put a little intro in it. Okay, now here's the joke. He's no. like saying, we can't get out. Would you pull up? And then we find out he's in the car with the, the professor, Annette Funicello. Oh, again. All right, that's it. She's done. Yep, for the entire movie, she's done. So Frankie Avalon also did uh, Dr. Goldfoot and the electric uh, golden bikini machine or or the bikini machine. Yes, and he did it with this star, uh, Dwayne Hickman. That's where I've seen him in. I've seen that movie. That movie is just nummy. They they loved... um, the guys who made this film, they saw the chemistry between Frankie Avalon and, and Dwayne Hickman, and so they r- right away signed them up for another film. 
they it's even plugged in the credits but then this film was a commercial flop and they didn't make the film but they did go on to make the other film you just mentioned um uh, dr goldfoot and the bikini machine <laughs> dr goldfoot yeah that's great they play the san francisco carl uh-huh he rides uh they go through they get out of presidio uh not presidio that crooked street lombard they're like what they have a chase right now they're well, doing this uh, synchronize our watches joke and he's going to go away for he's going to take a 20 minute walk now this is something that you mike spiegelman will hate he's he's wrestling with her trying to get kisses that's a drive-in well they've gone to like Are they playing wacky music? now right this is like when we were watching uh uh, what do you say to a naked lady of at least our least popular uploaded video, which is Alan Fun from Candy Camera, and they do a routine where uh, there's kind of like a casting couch and a woman's resisting it, and it plays like a wacky music to it. I enjoyed that film very much, and it does a, it's okay on YouTube. It's in the thousands. Yeah, but you were like, I deleted that comment. Someone told us to go shove it up our ass. Couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so are they? Are they, he's going to say like, "Listen, I love you so much. We should leave Southern California and go up to the mountains." No, no. Right now, he's like, "Why don't you like me?" And she's like, "I just don't feel it." And he's like, "I'm a nice all-American boy with a C-plus average." And she's like, "I'm sorry." They're going on a ski trip, and they're going. Freddie is going, so they're like, "We're going to lose Freddie." You know, if we, uh, so we got to go too, and that's how that's set up. Right. See, here, right. here they see Freddie out the window, and this woman, Janet, the actress, her name's Petey, uh, Patty Chandler, is like totally trying to make, it's like reverse. Freddie's the one who's like, please, you've got to go in, I promise them. I'd have you back before, you know, before it. midnight. Oh, yeah, they're checking out yelling out the window. I love these sets. You know, they must have shot 100 million movies on these sets. Yeah. Oh, my God, she's a Terminator 2, Carl. Did you see? She mutated. Yes, right. He's a shape-shifting uh, liquid metal Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Now he's well, saying she's the most interesting person here. Ski trip together, and she's like, "Yeah, with all the other girls." Oh, what's with Freddie? Freddie's just—I don't know—he can get any girl he wants, so he's picky, I guess. And Frankie Avalon is upset. And this is when I they know, were he had to going on that ski trip. He's upset because he had to stand in a phone book to look out the window. <laughs> Shrinky. All right. I got my ski clothes. My ski, ski clothes. Or ski bones. Thank God they set up this movie. You see the old style? What's the uh, other thing? The old style suitcase that doesn't have the rollers. Right. I thought you were talking about the uh, bookcase and like metal wall type of bullshit. They the break the third itself. wall in this yeah, movie these... all the time. You hate that. 
Oh, they break the fourth wall? The fourth wall? I was calling it the third wall. Yeah, they break the fourth wall all the time. Well, the story goes is that the theater has a backstage, a back wall, and stage left and stage right, and those are the three walls. Yeah. And that we are looking to the fourth wall. That's right. Okay, here we go. This is the reason why I'm here. Yeah, lollies. Yeah. Uppers and lots of meth. Keeps me up all night doing meth. <laughs> I took. I took some oxy this morning and I took it this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. This is me on the bus. Will you shut up? I'm trying to get to fucking Sacramento. Uh, I just want to get to Sacramento. When she was 16, 1963, she had that big hit. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want. Oh, right. That was her birth. She had a lot of well, this hits. This song's kind of a hit. Yeah. She, you know that song goes... You don't own me. That's her, too. Oh, wow. Leslie Gore. And she had a, any tragic stories, Carl, about Leslie Gore? Uh, yeah, there's some gory stories. Yeah, I, I bet they're very gory. The, I just read the gory no, stories about her life. I just researched her to find out it's my party and you don't own me. That's as far as I went. Fair enough. Any relation to Al Gore? I don't know. Yay! Oh, commercial. Yeah. Now, this is when we learned that we're yeah. in Michigan, because this is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Michigan. And this is 2015, too. So, you're, this is all expired shit. Well, the thing is, Mike, it's time to find the Medicare plan that's right for you. I mean, the, the, the date is coming in which there's going to be new Medicare plans, and you should really get the brochure. There's no obligation, Mike. There's no obligation. It's Blue Cross Advance. I could save money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it Obamacare or is that too early? Uh, it's not yet. It's too early for it's, – it's just the next uh, Medicare uh, plan that are coming out, and you should get the book. Mike, there's no obligation. Just call the number. Well, how much is this guy – how much will the guy cost me? I I don't it, no no it's free it's a free guide there's oh. no obligation Mike. So when should I call for this free guide? Oh, should you I call should later. Call now no not later. Call oh. to action. You should call now. Oh wait, but I completely forgot about the medical plan. I was thinking about my affordable life plan. What should I do? In well, this life? is life insurance to cover your funeral expenses, and you're probably paying way too much. You should get the affordable life I, plan. I would love to get cash back for my overpriced uh, insurance with no medical plan. You buy this, you get a if you get their brochure, you get a free magnet glasses. Now, how did they know that I would watch would need this? I'm just watching Surf Party from 1965. Don't it must be the channel because it's all about Medicare and you know it's funny it's to cover your funeral expenses, so it shouldn't be the affordable life plan. It should be the affordable death plan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a for it's the uh, your significant other's affordable life plan, right? For your Phew. significant, and then, so, yeah. Huh. Quiet. 
You know, Mike, nothing captures the perfect moment like a photo, okay? And that's why I'm so glad you have Vistaprint. Well, because the problem with photos is I can never print it or or make a decorative Merry Christmas card. Right. This is for your holiday cards. It doesn't matter that you're Jewish. If you want to get a a Merry Christmas card, these are the people to call. Vistaprint. Well, can I... My problem is I'm behind with my mortgage account, so I'm oh, going to for, foreclosure. Yeah, Mike, you can't my save your home. How? How can you help? I Call mean, America for I'm behind with my mortgage savings. They'll send you a brochure. Mike, really, I'm being saved with foreclosure. That's right. Uh, it's only the these current laws don't help secure me. When I started my business, I would close the business every night. And on the fourth night, I was already foreclosed. Oh, my God. That was because it was a consecutive. Right. The fourth night. That took you two weeks, that joke. <laughs> What's the USAA? They're like uh, uh, old people. service. They, they do the, the heavy work for you, and you can save a lot of money. Oh, that's cool. Well, I've already saving a lot of money on my insurance and on my, oh, look, not game footage. It's a great time killer on your phone. It's mobile click three. <laughs> Just yeah, click three or more. <laughs> it's free to play. It's free to play. It's free to start. Look how pretty. But, wow. Those microtransactions are beautiful. Blossom Blast Saga. Download today or don't. Oh, finally, Ski Party. They finally made this bus ride was hugely long. Yeah. So many ads. Wow, we took the Greyhound when it was cool. That's right. They have arrived. Now, Mike, this film, even though it was uh, American International, they did spend money on uh, animal trainers. Now, you know that polar bears are killers. Okay, but they managed to tame a polar bear, and we'll see that polar bear interacting with everyone safely in this film. You'll see. Wow, how can they train a polar bear? You mean like interact and do double takes? Yep. It wasn't like a guy in a polar bear suit? No, Michael. It was a real... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because, oh, wow, well, I can't wait to see an actual polar bear in this movie. Now, this is Mr. Pevney. And he's sort of like our guide, and he uh, arranges all the, you know, skiing lessons and the contests and everything. Um, and right now he's saying he got a letter from all the boys' father saying chaperones weren't required. But unfortunately, he didn't get the same letter from the girls' parents. So therefore, we're going to have chaperones. That's a classic joke. I take a break. Right now, we're having all their fathers. Of, uh, fear about getting hurt skiing, and they're overhearing the infirmary screams. Oh, right. And he's going through a wacky list. <laughs> this guy's name is now, your father's... Lewis, right? And he was a radio and TV yeah. guy, but mostly for game shows. So He has that game show look. He's got the horn room glasses yes. and the tight-ass hair. That's his um, trademark signature. He always had the horn rim glasses. 
but listen, this is funny. His name's Robert Q. Lewis, right? And it was an accident, yeah. Q. Um, here it is. Huh. 1942, he responds to a reference to a radio comedian, uh, F. Chase, right? The character's name was Colonel Lemel Q. Play, something like that. And he goes, and this is Robert Q. Lewis. And he kind of said it by accident. And then he always, the Q, just for the hell of it. And that stuck. And that's how he got his sad card. And they would say, what is the Q for? And he would say, quizzical. Because he was a game show guy. Oh. Right. He's also gay, Carl. Is he? There's other options. I don't know. Well, there's something that happens. Maybe you're right. Now, Frankie... I shouldn't call him Frankie, right? I should call him Todd and Craig, okay? Todd and Craig find his, (laughs) he has a letter. It's like a recording in a package. It's a mail order psychoanalysis. And they realize he's got a problem. So they hatch this plan. Let's drive him crazy. So is that why they're going to go and drag? Because I saw that in the trailer. That's a different thing. That's so that they can... Okay, the girls learning skiing is, like, easy and gentle and soft, but the guys learning skiing was like, let's be a man! So they're real afraid of skiing, so they dress up as girls to get the easy skiing lessons. Nice. It goes uphill. The the hard one is when you go up the hill. That's the old Gallagher joke. No, that would be tougher if it went up the hill. That's right. That would be real skiing. So they um they reference some like it hot. Like the first time you see it, you're like, oh, they're doing some like it hot. And then later they fess up by saying that I'm sick of this some like it hot routine. Well, because it was around the same time, right? Yeah, some like it hot came out. Now I think you wanted bikinis, and you're going to get bikinis right now. At the pool. Great. Is there a song to? Yeah. We're freezing our asses out in the ski lodge. My balls are blues and my nipples tight. Freezing, freezing in the ski lodge. Oh. I wasn't off. Lots, lots more by Richie Adams and Larry Kusick. And Frankie Avalon sings it. So how did their universe work? They just break into songs and then they stop and they continue having beers? Right. It's like they just break into song and then they pretend like it wasn't weird. Right. Now, I don't think it's too cold because I'm not seeing too many nipples. Right. Well, you know, there was a censor back there at American International. Uh, Samuel D. Arkoff said, six hard nickels is our deadline. That's it. That's the red line. Don't cross that. He met three pair, Carl, when he said six. Yeah, I love that dancing. It's lots more where that came from. Like you got a. Oh, good. It's easy to dance. You just kind of move your arms around. Nobody applauds. 
now, so now this, they're back uh, to the comedy. We're going to learn a lot about Nita. She's from Sweden, Stockholm. Her name's Bobby Shaw, and really, she was in American International Pictures in the 60s. That's Then she went away. All she ever did was um, AIP Pictures. Oh, that's not bad. Is, I like, the, you know, out of all the dancers, I like the, the woman who was grinding her teeth, like kind of had that smirk going on. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was Linda, our hero. See, I knew it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're right. going to go swimming outside of ski lodge. Well, now is we're learning walk. that the boys' instruction is on slope five and the girls' instruction is on slope six. Okay, so this is where they dress up in drag. Uh, they will not do it today. They'll do it tomorrow after they learn how tough it is. Their instructor is like a German ex-Nazi guy. Uh, you'll see. Oh, oh, well, that's just, well, that was only twenty years. You know, the war only ended twenty years ago. That's right. It was fresh and current, yeah. and Nam had not started. Okay, look, you can see right. the. Well, we missed it. You could see the shadow of the cameraman. Oh, nice. All we're having here is fear stuff. Like we're, they don't know how to ski. They know how to surf, but you know, they're afraid they're so high off the ground and you know, they're going to break their legs skiing. They got to use the surfer talk to go skiing. Okay. I see a big Wednesday. I need you to go full gully. Just catch the wave, bro. It looks like they know how to ski. Yeah, right. Oh! Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ, how do they get a polar bear in the skis? Animal They're training. dangerous animals, Carl. Oh, but I mean, at what price, Carl? At what price is to be that polar bear's animal trainer? So, I mean, you're putting your life in your, it's this very clause. I went to Alaska and the guy was like, you know, unlike the grizzly bear where you, uh, you know, you can play dead, uh, with a, don't bother with a polar bear because you'll be dead in a minute. Oh, right. They just go, they they don't buy that possum, playing possum shit. Right. Sniff, sniff, sniff. So oh, they're going up the hill. They're running away. They couldn't hire Andy Rooney for this role? Perfect. Yeah. Who's in Beach Blanket Babylon? You were mentioning, okay, now they hear laughing girls. Nikki Rooney. Yeah. Well, they're not hearing it. There it is. Yeah, there you go. She goes, we must be near the Swiss border. Uh, Oh, because they're not. Um, They're in Sun Valley, Idaho is where they are. And they were there for three weeks, to the, and the film gives credit to Idaho's Sawtooth National Forest. That's our location. So, but they, Sun Valley, Idaho, they were at Los Angeles City uh, College for the city stuff, and they'll be at Sorrento Beach in Santa Monica at the end. And that's our locations. But they never say, let's leave the state. No. They just say we're going on the ski trip. 
Wow. Now, Frankie Avalon has the idea, yeah. let's be girls. So, something Yeah, but the thing I don't get is that some like it hot, they had to change dress and drag because the mob was going to kill them. They had to do it for their, because their life depended on it. Right. Here they're just creepers. I don't know. You think we can get away with this, Carl? You and me? No. Dress up and drag and walk around the ladies, the ladies' uh, ski lounge? Absolutely not. Not you and me. Maybe we could in, in the uh, 90s. Yeah, right, right, right. We, Ten years ago, we would have been ace it. We would have been young enough looking that we could have pulled off a pretty. And it would have saved me 20 years of my life to uh, uh, face my uh, my sexual nature. Right? I would have lived 20 years. They're practicing their girl voices. Oh, right. Are they Buffy and Hildegard? One problem. The hotel for girls. <laughs> They're Jane and Nora. Jane and Nora. Uh, Here we go. So their girlfriends, uh, you know, Linda and Barbara, are part of Ski Slope Six, and so they're going to kind of get the inside track on their girlfriends. It's kind of, you know, they're going to cheat a little bit. To the bat, to the Batmobile. Oh, that's funny you say that because Barbara was Batgirl, will be Batgirl in the 60s. Look, there's the polar bear. It's amazing. Oh my God, the trainer, whatever they paid him back in 1965, they should have doubled it because to get an actual polar bear yep. to skate down, they're such dangerous creatures. Right, though. right. I mean, yeah. Just to be tame is, is enough. But to make them ski? Oh. Can you imagine the person that put those skis on the polar bear? Well, let's the trainer train them to put them on himself. That would be really quite it's a trick. Table. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, the ski instructor, Nita, was like, you wait here. And, of course, you know, uh, it, it, this is Jane, by the way, Jane. Uh, Jane is now out of control. Um, rolling down the hill. And so they're calling Nita, and, you know, it's going to turn into hilarity as they have to go and get him. Right. Well, because they've never skied before. They're just surfer boys. Right. Exactly. Dressed as women. Exactly. exactly. You've got it. You've got yeah. it. And not in that Detroit. This Detroit. Uh-oh. He could have stopped him. Going down that hill. You want to hear my impression of Kate Bush skiing? Yes, please. I'm skiing down that hill, that valley. I guess I don't know that song. Oh, running up that hill. Oh, so I'm like one of the young people who listen and go, what the hell are they talking about? Safe Are they still talking? This is some good skiing. Like, this I is know. why I paid money to see some sun skiing. This is bad acting that he's out of control. That's... He's not. 
they do this when they're on a surfboard. They just have a background of a wave, you know, on a on a screen. And he's like, what the? Yeah. And then they cut to like a real professional. Exactly. And right now he's making a deal with God. Like, if you save me, I promise to say my prayers and brush my teeth. And It's a trap, God. Don't do it. Yeah, right. You can't trust this one. Now, coincidentally, Freddy is skiing along. And Freddy's reading the book Casanova as he skis. See him? Well, well, that's, yeah. He's such a good skier. And, and then Freddy says to himself, what good is a book like this without pictures? That's a great joke, right? Yeah. I would love to see uh, shirtless photos of Casanova. I agree with Freddy. Look like Fabio. We Casanova. Okay, so Casanova now oil. bump into Jane. Whoa! And guess what? For the first time with a girl almost ever, Freddy is smitten. He is enchanted by this beautiful woman. He had that lady all over him. I know. Well, you know, the, the famous line at the end of uh, A Sound Like It Hot is Joey Lewis saying, nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. It would be great if just like, yeah, listen, I know you're a drag right off the bat. That's what I'm into, man. That's it. Just want to tell you up front. We skiing is fun to watch. Nope. Oh, my God. This guy is head over heels. Now, once again, this is Linda, and she is the star of Gidget Goes Hawaiian. Which I saw. I think Gidget Goes Hawaiian. You it's saw her? Her father's She's Carl Reiner. Yep. Yeah. She's great. You know where Gidget got her name? No. In the first Gidget? It's Girl Midget. That's where oh. the surfers started calling her Gidget. Really? Yeah, yeah it was what Moondoggy did, or do Moondoggy. And... Uh, Rex Rock. <laughs> Rex Rock. Oh. Okay, this is Dr. Martin Gizzy, and he's letting us know that okay. the Medicare enrollment uh, deadline is days away. So you should call health markets. They're unbiased, and they'll help you sort through all these crazy Medicare plans. But are they automatic? No, that's the thing. They're not automatic, so don't get suckered. You got to learn what's the right plan. Don't shop for yourself. You don't know what you're doing, but you can call health markets. Well, do you think the plan will be right for me? Because I'm looking for better coverage but lower costs. Uh, Michael, trust me and trust Dr. Martin Giza. Okay, call health. But he's markets. a paid endorser. Less coverage. I see something. Less. You could choose your own doctor. Well, how much is, they must do it at a cost. Oh, no, there's no cost to you. It's just unbiased advice, health markets. Well, what if they, can they find me the right plan? Because mm -hmm. it seems so confusing. This guy tried to shop on his own, and that was exactly his experience. So he called health markets, and bang, 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 it got handled. But you got to call now, Mark. Mike, it's days away. It's days away, the deadline. Oh, I got to, yeah, I'm going to miss that 2060 deadline. Well, let me call. H, beep, E, beep, 
A beep, beep L beep, four. beep dot. Where's the dot? Beep com beep beep. Uh, it's ringing. December seventh, Pearl Harbor. Uh, finally, Jimmy Dean. This is what I do. I have crusty shit. Oh, Hamilton Beach. Whoa, yeah. look at this. I just thought it was a Jimmy Dean commercial. What fuck? I could do the whole thing. But it's going to take minutes. me forever. Yeah, ready in five minutes. Really? I can make some atrocity and eat it. You can get a breakfast burrito. I can make an egg omelet. Hamilton Beach. Great. But it only got four and a half star ratings out of five. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what if they've... Oh, man. Hey, did I ever tell you the time I took some uh, Araxto and Paraxco? Oh, man. I got some serious. Did you have internal bleeding? I got some. did, call the lawyers. Yeah, serious. I had some serious internal bleeding. Stroke and death. Yes. Well, I mean, am I entitled? Only if you had. Uh, only if you took Praxa and z- 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 <laughs> Okay, polar bear. Oh my god. Look polar at- bear. How the hell did they trade yeah, the polar bear to, to give you like that? Kudos. Wow. Hats off. I mean, I would be scared of my life. Yeah, hats off. Hats off to Dorothy Hamill for doing that too. <laughs> now we're getting that inside oh, yeah. perspective I was telling you about. Yeah. Is that Leslie Gore? Do they no. hang around the musicians? Does James Brown hangs out after a song? No, no, that's Linda, who's Deborah Wally, who was Gidget Hawaiian. Okay, perfect. I, you know, I couldn't recognize her with a sweater. If she was wearing a bikini and was in Hawaii, I would have totally remembered. Now look, she's gonna tell girl secrets, but you have to swear you'll never tell a boy ever. Oh, so it's going to be like, I like roses. And then boy him is going to show up with roses. And she's like, how do you know? No, you hear the voiceover? Full blast. The sound will be turned off for the next few moments. So it's, they said, according to the government's, you know, to keep population growth steady, you can't hear what the secrets are. Oh, they're not going to reveal the girl secrets. Right. Oh, the, the movie, the censors of American International... Exactly. Wow, what a weird, zany movie. Is this whole movie is as zany as that? <laughs> so. That's some Will Ferrell shit. <laughs> um, so. They broke the fourth wall, Carl. Offended that Freddie's coming on to her because he knows that Freddie is sweet on Nora. So he's going to. Right. But the truth is, Freddie's just trying to get close to Nora by getting close to Jane. So he shakes his hand and gotcha. rips him as a punishment. Oh. Girl's playing hard to get. Yeah. Oh, all right, here we go. This is what I've paid money to see. Them singing on a horse ride in That's the winter right. snowland. Oh, giddy up, giddy up. This is Peyton. This is what song you think. Gudo and the Four Seasons. Well, I guess it's winter right now. There's only one Slaybell song, and that's giddy up, giddy up. Right. Sure, it's July. Fuck you. 
It's yeah, it's a wonderful smell. Blah 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 blah. Peyton the town by Why the do I have to... season. Winter. Yeah, some town. It's painting the town with snow, white. She was Catwoman. She will become Catwoman, not yet. Like, yeah, right, 1966. Catwoman, like Harley Quinn, was never uh, originated from uh, the comics. It came from television. Uh-huh. Harley Quinn was the She's also our, our Star Trek connection, though, because she was that Orion slave girl who was green. Whoa, that's a famous one. Yup, that was the pilot. Wow. Right, I remember afterwards, Kurt uh, went to his checklist and checked off Green Girl afterwards, right? No, no, it was like, hey, that list. was Captain Pike. That was Christopher Pike. Oh, that was in the pilot. Right. Yeah. And then Pike said, I am not, uh, I feel uncomfortable hitting on space girls. I <laughs> can't imagine seeing myself doing that week after week. I just have to be honest with you, Gene. I just can't see my character doing that. No problem. <laughs> You're fired. Hey, Pike. You're fired. Bring in Kirk. He was a much better captain anyway. Well, was he really the Kirk? I mean, I've never seen the pilot. I guess I should. Well, what they did with the pilot is they were like, this is so darn good. We can't waste it. So they made a two-part episode in the real in the series Star Trek in which it was sort of like a flashback. And they used the Oh, you pilot. mean prior to Kirk? They, so was like Sulu still in there? Were there still some like crew members in the pilot yes, that were in recast? Yes. Oh, and it was still the Enterprise. So it was like, oh, before you came, we also had a very lonely Christmas. I remember it like yesterday. Well, Merry Christmas, Captain Pike. So they had Captain Pike on board and Spock like mutinied and took over the ship and was like taking Pike to this planet. And everyone's like, you're under arrest. We're doing a court martial. And in the court martial, they got to see all the footage of the pilot. That's how they did it. <laughs> That's how. Oh, I would have preferred if like, uh, Kirk got hit in the head and he got amnesia, as right. people on television do. And he's like, I'm Captain Pike. And they're like, no, why, if you were Captain Pike, it would be something a little like this. So oh, right now what we're having is more of that trying to get the girl, and they kiss, and she goes, now you'll have to marry me. And, you know, do you like me? True. Well, you tell me if you like me first, and that kind of stuff. That's like in that book, Fun Without Sex. Mm-hmm. By Annette Funicello. <laughs> By, uh, you're not going to get any. So Frankie Avalon's in the back, and he's like, be my girl, Linda. Tell me how to win you over. And he's like, a girl won't reveal that to a guy, but a girl will reveal it to the girl. And so that's, they're pretending to be those English girls, and... That's sort of like the plot that's going to go away. They'll never follow it through. But that was the plan to learn how to get them through asking them questions oh, as girls. Did you, and obviously, we don't listen to the audio because we're too busy uh, reappropriating social media. But did you say that they are uh, have British accents as girls? Yes. 
And and instead of saying ta ta, they go two two because they don't un they didn't they don't know any better. That's a funny joke. Right. Too. So it's like, yeah, they keep saying honey nut Cheerios. Gotta go. Honey toe, toe, Cheerios. honey nut Cheerios. Ah, toot toot and honey nut Cheerios. What did he say? He said honey nut Cheerios. He said. <laughs> He's a blatant Oh, by the way, Carlos. He's a yank. When you say, he's a yank, he is. When you go to the, safely go to the supermarket, make sure you get honey nut Cheerios and not nut honey Cheerios, because that nut honey is completely different. <laughs> Tastes funny, too. Yeah. Cheerio. Oh, here comes a song, I can tell. Okay, so now we're having a song. They're singing about boys and they're singing, we'll never change them, right? But the right. truth is, this was written as, I'll never change him. And it was sung by Annette Funicello in Beach Blanket Bingo, but they cut the scene. I thought I recognized the song. No, they cut it. They cut that it. That movie. Well, I've probably seen, I thought I'd seen it on DVD. I can't imagine. Oh, well, no, they show it on TCM once in a while on a blue moon. But I, I, I must uh, it must have not been a good DVD had they not had the deleted scene. Well, what American International's Pictures did is like they paid money for that song. They Guy Hermick and Jerry Steiner wrote it for them. So since they didn't use that scene, they just put it in this movie. Why not? Why not? It's a fuck beach movie. Now Jane and Nora come in in the middle of the song, so they start to dance Listen, like buddy. fools. Girls, yeah, like they wiggle their hips and smirk. <laughs> By the way, once again, audience, if you see like stops and stutters, it's not your YouTube feed, and you're out of sync with us. It's cable TV in Michigan. Yeah, we're too lazy to upload our own movies, so we're mooching off at movie time, which probably mooches off of someone else, to be honest. Right. But it's good to have. It's tough. I've been always looking for Beats movies. You know, they, and that's what I tell Avalon did a bunch of them. They even did yes. one in the 80s, which honestly, I never saw it back to the beach, but I should. It has Fishbone and uh, right. Rubens, Pee Wee Herman's in it. Yeah. With, um, but, he you was know, doing, they're, um... they're, the bird is the word. Oh, really? Cool. You didn't see it? You didn't see it? I haven't seen it. Well, um, Pee Wee Herman goes, well, the bird, 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 well, the bird is the word. Oh. Well, I worked at a video store in Montclair in the, in the 85, so I've always seen the display in the box, but I just never uh, got around to seeing it. Hey, you guys, go hot vodka. Hot cocoa. Here's my urine. Still warm. Why would you give us your urine? Oh, God. I just came back from the okay. testing hall, and I've got fresh urine. <laughs> Here's oh, to Dr. Leary. <laughs> this is like a hot football. They're completely not convincing women just because they have wigs on, you know? They should totally, and they've got makeup too, but they, yeah, should, they should totally. Right. Yeah, it's a little. 
So now he was, um, he was Barbara is telling a story about how Craig was trying to kiss them on his first date. You know, it's like a humiliating story for Craig, and he's got to pretend that it's ha ha ha. So they're just talking about dumb boys and Craig's first date. And then Frankie Avalon whispers in Craig's ear, boy, that Kinsey was a liar. You know, the sex report. Where's Frankie? Kinsey, Dr. Kinsey. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, well, that's topical. I didn't get that because it's a 55-year-old yeah. reference. Well, it's surprising. Like, they, uh, it's all about sex, I guess, all the references. So what's going to happen now is they're going to try to leave, but the chaperone, uh, you know, our horn-rimmed glasses guy, locks the door. Good night, ladies, and locks the door. So they're stuck in there. So they break the third wall. He goes... Fourth wall. Fourth wall. He goes, what do we do now? And he goes, well, what's the average age of our audience? And he goes, 15. He goes, well, in that case, we leave. Man, I I guess do fifteen year olds watch this? I know fifty one year olds do. If it was twenty one year olds, they would bang all the girls. But it's only fifteen year olds, so we better leave. Right. And then when they show it on Detroit television seventy years later, they'll have like AARP ads in it. Right. But how do you know? Yeah. Michigan is a big state. Well, I mean, like this, I, I'm interested in this Detroit. I would love to to learn more, especially if they were showing just movies like this. Right. Even if this was like ten years ago, that's pretty good. You're not gonna have a chance to see a film like this. Because Probably why we have this copy. What's the average age of our Fourth wall broken for the first time. Well, they also had the announcer come in. The narrator. Yeah, I guess that counts. But I mean, you really hate it when the actor does it. And he looks at the camera's eye, uh, you know, looks into the eye of the camera. I... Well, listen, can we, can we table that? Because I want to know more about my Medicare Advantage plan. I need one that is... Not two in one and not one in one, but something that maybe is all in one and has drug money. Also, it should save you money. Drug money. Well, I drug think money. what you really <laughs> want is uh, the free guide. Uh, it's Medicare Advantage Place uh, plan from Humera. Humera. And you can write or call for the free guide. And, Mike, there's no obligation. There's no obligation. But if it's unaffordable and biweekly, it's not really the premium plan I want. They're not going to sell you what you don't need, Mike, okay? The Advantage plan for Humera is tailored to your needs, okay? It's Medicare. It's Medicare. But what should I call? Well, is there an obligation? You should call now. No, there's no obligation. When you should call is now. Or you could TTY 7-Eleven. I like how it says call now, but it's, uh, you know, 9 to 5 p.m. <laughs> Oh, operators are standing by me. Oh. Listen, I just want to see an average Joe. Maybe he works at the fire department, police department. Okay, just so average this Joe. is a cop who is 480 pounds, 
But luckily, he got weight loss surgery, uh, and he's down to 200 and something, and he's getting <laughs> lower. Like, he didn't look, he's going to the kid and not the snack machine. Right. He's doing pretty good. Very big change. <laughs> hey, I'll move it for you. He's uh, I need quarters. <laughs> the machine took my dollar. There's a cookie stuck in the spiral. I need you to come down and shake the machine for me. Barracks clinics. What a weird task. And it can help you too. Weight loss surgery. Yeah, but it's going to go into, how can I afford my own funeral though if I get weight loss surgery as well? Right. If you get the affordable death plan, you can, you can afford it. But is there going to be higher biweekly uh, premiums? Uh, no, they'll be lower, and you can stop paying the overpriced uh, funeral expenses insurance you have now. Call Senior Life. Okay, but not if there's a medical plan. Uh, there's no medical. Uh, there's no medical. Uh, what's it called? There's no medical appointment. No medical check, and you get free magnetic oh. glasses. Oh, that's cool, like super rare. Yeah, if you put on free magnetic glasses, you stare at metal. <laughs> Your eyes are just drawn to the metal in the room. If you put those glasses on and then you check your time, your clock, your watch will go backwards. <laughs> it'll, it'll erase your debit cards. Okay, now June, now, here he is. the famous voiceover artist is here again. Let's Rocky Bullwinkle. Sally, please. I have an entire yeah. Okay, so what it is is Miss Sally is calling saying that her wigs have been stolen. Okay, and they're hot on the wig market. And we know who stole them, of course. It's, uh, you know, Jane and Nora. It's Craig and Todd. Oh, you, you mean Craig and Todd, yeah. Right. Becoming Jane. Craig and Todd stole them. Uh-oh, here comes Al Pacino. Better run. What I love about June Foray, I know yes. I said it before, she made it to 100. She died at 100. That's when you win life. That's when you beat life. Well, she was Smurfette, wasn't she? I mean, she was, she was Rocky. She was Smurfette. She uh, was on no. Joe comedy album from the 80s. Yeah, Jane Her Paul, Jane Pallet. Oh, it sounds she like married you know, Gary Trudeau. Right. I mean, I only know her from... Disney movies, like being the princesses and Cinderella and stuff. She had a lot of Disney voiceover work. I think she was smart that. And there's also Jane, not to be confused with Jane Pally, or the from Good Morning America. This is June Foray. June Foray. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so today is the last day of the girls' skiing lessons, and they can get over this some-like-it-hot routine, he's saying. Oh, yeah, right. Now, do you remember their plot to make uh, um, the uh, Mr. – what's his name? Darn it. Our horned rim get I'm to say, I don't remember it. They want to make him uh, cuckoo, so he can't chaperone them with the girls. Um And so he's now doing more, like, let's drive him crazy. Why did I lose this guy's name? 
Robert Q. Lewis as Mr. Peevney. Mr. Peevney. Carl, will you stop with that Hiroshi's accent, all right? It's not funny. <laughs> will you mail this for me, please? I will take that as a yes. Uh, I'm going crazy. Listen, I'm just Jackie Public. No relation to Jackie Public. Mush. That was a good movie. Did you Mush. What do you want for breakfast? Mush. All the children. By the way, those are... Fifteen children in fifteen different dogs' uh, outfits for that scene. They oh. couldn't get the polar bear uh, animal trainer. They weren't gidget. So they had to wear costumes. Gotcha. Yeah. Like in Peter. They weren't gidgets. No, was fifty gidgets. Fifty gidgets were there. So now Nita, they're asking Nita, like, what's wrong with American girls? And she was like, I was just going to ask you the same thing. They're trying to find out more about girls, like, as if they're girls. And American girls are there. They play games and all they do is talk. Not like in Sweden, she's right. flying where we just have sex. Right. Have you seen the Swedish movie? Yeah. Well, there's X rated ones and then there's regular ones. Now, back, uh, back in our day, Sweden started it all in the 70s. Right. Well, there's two famous political films. I'm Curious Orange and I'm Curious Yellow. Uh -huh. And there's always like this like appeal of sex. I think one of them was in Taxi Driver. Oh, I forgot the movie that was in Taxi Driver. But it's mostly like, you know, political, uh, topical political uprising in Sweden. So it was, you know, kind of a bait and switch. Oh, yeah. They lured you with the sex. <laughs> yeah. They you, baited you. Come, you come for the sex, you stay for the politics. So now they've learned they that uh, Nita has another Swedish friend named Helga who works in town. And so Frankie Avalon, again, he gets a great idea. He says, if we double date with Helga and Nita, our girlfriends will get jealous. And that's Freddie's technique. If the girls want you, then other girls want you. Right. That is a Freddie style. Mm -hmm. So they're... So he goes, okay, we'll go on the date, but I get Nita, not Helga. And he goes, you don't know if Helga could be beautiful. So they ask Nita, what's Helga like? You'll like her. She's a lot of fun. She has a great personality. Nice personality. Yeah. Even in 1965. Okay. So he's going away to come back as Todd in 10 minutes to ask the date. And now we're going to break the fourth wall again. Watch, watch. All right. Look, uh, have a Coke or something. Nothing's going to happen for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> so he told the audience to go <laughs> go get a Coke. But I still did it. But he's wrong that nothing's going to happen because Freddie slinks up on Nora. Suggesting they oh, yeah. a ride together. He said, I got to go to the theater manager. The movie told me to take over to the concession stand, and I missed the most important part. Yes, that's right. The ski, the ski hilar the sled hilarity when he's out of control. So he's like, buzz off, and he goes, I brought you cocoa. And so now Nora is starting to warm up. 
Never mind that he's a guy. He's starting to warm really? up to uh, Freddy. Frankie. Frank? No, Freddy. Fred. Are you right. mixing character with Freddy. Frankie Avalon? Well, I thought the character's name was Frankie, and then I realized it's impossible in a Frankie Avalon movie to have a car other yeah. character other than Frankie named Frankie. So Nora likes that he got brought Coco. You know, it's all right. I'll go right. on a sleigh ride with you. I mean, a sled ride with you. Bonk. Sure it's not urine from the last, uh, the callback? <laughs> it's possible. Oh, here you go. Oh, it's not a sled ride. He's cruel to women. No, no, no. He makes a mistake. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> but she thinks, or he thinks, that Freddy is on. And he's talking to Freddy. And he litters. I know. I cried. That polar bear is sad. By the way, that polar bear, big coke addict, and I'm not talking the beverage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and all that snow. Just like <laughs> no, in, what was that movie with John Cusack? Better Off Dead. Oh, right. Really? Better Off Dead. What's so the look, street value of this mountain? Frankie's trying to drive him crazy, so Frankie slips a wig on Mr. Peavy's head. That's not his name. Well, so how many ski movies? I've seen some funny ski movies. There's the, the spiritual prequel to Hamburger the movie. There's Hot Dog the movie. Right. There's Ski School 1 and 2 with, with Dean Cameron. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Better Off Dead is a big uh, ski yeah, movie. Yeah, that's, that's a, got a ski premise. And yeah, Ham... Hot Dog the Movie, yeah. That's the cult one you and I saw. Uh, we saw Hamburger the Movie. Uh, what does the... Oh, no, you're right. We did see... Downhill, or... What was that? Oh, right. We did see that one. We did. It was... Uh, yeah, it was some crazy downhill. And South Park made a parody of it. And, yes. Uh, have you seen Force Majeure? This is a film about a family that goes on a ski trip, yeah. and suddenly there's an avalanche. It was made into a, a, a Will Ferrell, Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie this year. Do you recommend it? I do. I absolutely do. I'm not going to give away the, the ending or the middle, but every, everyone familiar with the movie knows the, the twist in it, but it's really okay. funny. So Yeah, it's good. It's worth it. So Frankie Avalon slipped the wig on his head, and now he thinks... That, he, you know, he keeps having this dream. He tells his psychoanalyst that his mother wishes he was born a girl. And now he's like, I'm a girl. And now he thinks it's catching. He thinks it's contagious. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Is he like uh, DJ or something? Oh, no, right. It's the John Q. Public. Yeah, it's... um. Oh, gosh. Here it is. Robert Q. Lewis as Mr. Peevney. So, oh, look. The polar bear even hands yeah. out hot co cocoa. I would not. He, because then when you drink it, he'll slash you. He's yodeling. I'd check out your ass. Right. He's checking out her ass. Okay, so now it's step one of their plot. On purpose... Frankie is asking questions as if he's a reporter kind of thing for a school newspaper, but it's all so that the girlfriends can overhear. 
Oh, wow. That is some bad journalism. Fake news. Fake news. He's just trying to, just trying to make his girl jealous. Right. 